For those who prefer Linux or are simply curious about Linux and other open source technologies, this is Category 5 Technology TV. Welcome to this episode number 265 of Category mm-hmm. 5 Technology TV, Tuesday, October the 16th, 2012. Wowza. How are you? Nice to see everybody in the chat room. Lots of people uh, saying hi just before the show. Mm-hmm. Krista, how you been? Oh, busy and awesome. Krista Wells, ladies and gentlemen. Hey, folks. The one and only. I try. In the chat room as the Krista, so. It's special. Yeah. Hey, Pyrus Rock and Chris Reich. Sorry, I entered. Yeah. What? I didn't How actually say anything else. That's I said uh, 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 nothing. I haven't seen you since the anniversary show. I know. You've been busy, busy, busy. I have. Getting like business cards all done up and all that crazy stuff. I know. What do we got here? What do we got? busy somehow. Ah, there we go. Brought me this whole box of gadgets and gizmos. Fresh off the press. Oh, look at this graphic design amazingness of the Krista. Let's see if I can pull it up a little bit closer. There we go. If you need graphic design work, she's your girl. Oh, who's that guy? What a nerd. Who's that? What a bald nerd. <laughs> very, very nice. Thanks, Krista. Oh, anytime. Yeah. Someone's got to cool up the show. Just kind of make it awesomer. Much sure. more awesomer. Mm-hmm. And how have you been? Good? Not bad. Busy? Yeah, it's been, well, it's been busy and, and it's been kind of leveling off. It's been getting more normal. Mm-hmm. Ish. Nice to see you're normalizing. Yeah, it's kind of it's Finally. getting that way. The studio is looking good. It's looking less boxes. Different. Well, there's Many still lots boxes. of boxes here. Actually, well, they're I just actually, kind of all askew. Those boxes I actually brought in. Just for they weren't here. I brought them in. You know the was, feng shui of the place. No, I was I was kind of working on getting some more of the music mm-hmm. area kind of set up and right. get that all going. So yeah, cool stuff. Mm. But no, it's been good. Good. Yeah. Sounds great. Well, what do you got coming up? News in the time. News? Yeah. That's a uh, cool things happening. Hey, if you're not there already, Category 5 on Freenode, our chat room, and you can get there through our website too, Category5.tv. All right, so coming up in the newsroom, Asus Padphone 2 is announced. Hmm. An Austrian skydiver has broken the sound barrier in free, free fall. Sorry. Oh, and Amazon won't make money on the sales of their new Kindle Paperwhite on purpose. Hmm. That's interesting. A wrist-worn sensor has been revealed by Microsoft for always-on gesture control. Interesting. Stick around. These stories are coming up later in the show. Mm, Cool stuff. Hey, also tonight we've got lots of prizes to give away. Uh, Some cool stuff from TT, uh, Thermaltake Esports. So stick around if you have your ballot. Yeah, get it ready. Because we're going to be drawing those in just a couple of minutes. Uh, tonight we're going to be uh, picking up where we left off with our series about publishing your very own book using free tools. Ooh. And tonight we're going to be looking at uh, getting rid of the distractions as you're writing. And uh, we're going to be talking all about some of the free tools that are available for you uh, to help you with uh, with your novel project. So stick around. Uh, I'm pretty excited about this. And, and uh, it's going to be a, a really, really fun series. And we've been getting a really great response on uh, on Twitter and uh, through email uh, on YouTube. So if you have any questions for us, email them in. Go to cat5.tv slash ask. Or you can, of course, join us in the chat room. Krista's there. So here all, you know, 56 minutes. Yeah. We got a postcard this week, and I love... Oh, yes, we did. Love, love, love receiving your postcards. This one comes from a long way. Iceland. Iceland. It says, greetings from Iceland. Love your show from Albert R. Cheers, Can Albert R. And Albert is uh, joining us in the chat room as well. Nice to see you. Greetings Excellent. from Canada. Cool. Nice stuff. Excellent. Now, this is surprising. This It's almost like they took this picture specifically to show us Canadians that, no, it's not all ice there. 
It's actually there's actually some dirt and some grass and a water geyser. So the stereotypes are not true. It's just absolutely Iceland. I think it's Canadians though. We should be like, you know, a little more wary of the stereotypes. Yeah, you know, since we I have like live in an igloo. polar bear races. I don't know how to play hockey every Friday. Sorry, eh? Like, you know. Yeah. Thank you for the postcard. We love to receive your postcards. As I was saying, Krista, how can they send in their postcards? Oh, you know, they can send them in to Category 5 Technology TV at P.O. Box 29009 in Barrie, Ontario, and that's in Canada, and at L4N7W7. Sweet! And also, we've got our mobile site. Make sure you visit our mobile site at m.cat5.tv. Great way for you to be able to catch the show on your iDevice mm-hmm. or on your tablet or your Android device. Blackberry. Windows Mobile. <laughs> but you can get there. M.cat5.tv Nice guy, that's right. I know. Loads of fun stuff coming up. Uh, we'll be right back with some of these prizes. We should tease prizes? a little bit more toward the prizes. What? Get your raffle tickets ready, folks. If you've got one from our fifth anniversary show. Hey, did you have fun? On the anniversary yeah, show? Seriously, I haven't even talked to you since. I know, I've been There's avoiding you. I've been yeah, super I successful so that. far. <laughs> <laughs> No, it was great. It was a lot of fun. It was um I've I've never done it with like the live audience before. Right. So it was interesting to to see like the live audience and then like you folks at home too. So it was, Yeah, we don't get that often, yeah. right? Like we just we're looking. We actually we have pictures of of all different people just right behind the camera just so we can pretend that we're looking at you and saying hi. That's true. But uh yeah. But if you were there, you picked up a ballot for our prize draws that are happening all this month. And we've got some cool stuff coming up in just a couple moments. So stick around. We, we will be right back after this. At EcoAlkalines, we believe you should be able to trust your batteries not just here, but here, here, and here. But with one exception, you should also be able to trust your batteries here. EcoAlkalines are the world's first and only certified carbon-neutral battery manufactured to the highest standards of recycling and quality without any trace amounts of harmful chemicals like mercury, lead, or cadmium. EcoAlkalines provide performance that rivals leading national alkaline battery brands at a comparable price. Find out more about the EcoAlkalines difference. EcoAlkalines.com This is Category 5 Technology TV. Our website is www.category5.tv. Lots of exciting stuff going on tonight. Nice to have you here. Hey, Dennis Kelly, Agamotto. Yeah, good to see everybody. Okay, you've got some some prizes that are within Um, your reach. Yeah, but I think I'm going to keep them to myself. Yeah, they're pretty awesome. So this portion of the show is over. All right. Well, or, you know, on, I'll then. share. I'll yeah. share. Okay. Let's hey, see. ThermaltakeUSA.com. Check them out. They are fantastic. Let's see what we've got. We gave away one of these last week. Congratulations to our winners so far. This is the laid-on gaming mouse pad from Thermaltake Esports or TT Esports. You want to check this thing out? You, you yes. See are what we allowed to so open go- it? Well, we Isn't are going to. ruin the street value of it? <laughs> <laughs> just, you know, just it's like when I opened the Star Trek figurines and Garby's like, no! Now yeah. they're only worth Suddenly $2 they're just instead paperweights. of $2.49. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. No, check this out. You really have to see the late on gaming mouse pad in order to understand what makes this so awesome. I showed you last week. If you want to just hold up yes. my existing mouse pad, here is the late on gaming mouse pad, which basically eclipses... This, this little bad boy. It's massive. The surface area, you, mm-hmm. you can imagine as a graphic designer, you must love larger surface area yes. when you're working with a mouse. So check yes. that out. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> okay. Cool. Yeah. So get uh, get your, raff- your raffle tickets ready. Krista's going to draw one of those Let's for see. us. Okay, I promise. It's not just huge. It's actually, it's really, really good quality, too. It's like, it's, it's I don't know, like a saddle stitch around the edging. You can see You know that. all the all the technical terms? Are you a sewer by no, trade? It's, it's like super, super good quality. This is like the ultimate mouse pad. All right, folks. Look at that stitching, folks. If you are a quilter, you will just be in awe of the mouse pad. Hmm. <laughs> or would, if you're just a gamer. Would you guys actually like, like to know who... Sweet mouse pad, dude. Who will be... Uh, I shouldn't say going home. You are at home. Who we will be sending this to? Who will Or do you just want to talk about to? the stitching some more? 
Well, that is a very nice no? stitching. Okay, so we are looking at number eight six five six seven four. Eight six five six seven four. You are our winner tonight. All you have to do is pop us an email live at category5.tv or give us a call within the next 30 days, 254-522-8588. And the late on gaming mouse pad from Thermaltake Esports is yours. Check it out. We've got more stuff to give away tonight, um, so keep those ballots handy. Cool. Cool. What else <laughs> do we have? We've got a, an amazing laptop, la- laptop gaming gig bag. Mm-hmm. So we're going to show you that in a few minutes. Stay tuned. I think we've got viewer questions uh, to look at tonight. I'm sure. And uh, before we run into viewer questions, just let you know, Category5.tv is a member of the Tech Podcast Network, if it's tech, it's here, and the International, International Association of Internet Broadcasters. Just because I forgot to do that earlier. So now you know. Now you know. Now you know. And now from our awesome viewers with excellent questions. Um, question from Louis or Lewis. Uh, hey, Louis. He says, I am hey, trying to use ZoneMinder, a CCTV software, but when I download it from their website, it is not a deb file. It's a bunch of files. I don't understand how to load it, load it onto Ubuntu or Zorin OS. I have other programs I would love to try, but they don't load like deb files. Love the show. Okay, so ZoneMinder, CCTV software. Okay, let's check it out. Downloads. And what do we got? Stable releases. All right, that sounds awesome. It's a TarGZ file. Okay, oh, so, so you see this is a Linux um, install so, like the the program is to be installed on Linux, so extract this to your computer, throw that in like TMP. There it is. Okay. So now all you have to do is get into your terminal. This is how you would do it with that file. Okay. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to go cd slash tmp to get there. Okay. And then there's a folder called ZoneMinder now, which I created. I think that was what it was. Oh, with a capital Z, okay. There it is. Okay, so what you would do is make, well, sudo make, run that. Oh, and there's no make file, or it's not detecting it. What I, the first, I, I wanted to show you how to do this, but, oh, we need to configure it first, sorry. If you type sudo dot slash, configure. It's going to go through the configuration. First things first, then we can make it. Oh, it doesn't work. But without even going that route, what I, what I really would want to do first and foremost before I even bother with that is I'm going to bring up Synaptic Package Manager. Let's see. Because I will... Nine times out of ten, you're going to find programs in Synaptic Package Manager that you're not going to have to go through that kind of install. And there you go, ZoneMinder is in there. ZoneMinder is intended for use as a single or multi-camera video surveillance. So without even getting into building from source, the reason that I'm kind of just skipping is because I would just install it from a repository because then if, if a new version comes out, they're going to you're going to get the update. So let's then look at the versioning. Latest version is 1.24.2-8 and on their website, 1.25. So it's a little bit newer on the website, and it says that this primarily focusing on logging and debugging, revamp, a few other minor features and fixes. So it doesn't sound like it's a major upgrade to get the latest and greatest version, so I would stick with what's known as stable in the, in the repository. Let's try it that way, because this is so easy. So you know how to get here? This is Synaptic Package Manager, which is System Administration Synaptic Package Manager on your Linux system. Type in ZoneMinder under Quick Filter. Now let's see which repository this is in before I move on. You don't need to do this. It's in the Universe repository. So if you don't see it when you type in ZoneMinder, just go Settings, Repositories, and make sure that Universe, that's what I said it was in, right, is checked off. So make sure that that one is turned on. 
otherwise you won't see it. If that one's not in use, you're not going to see that anything that's in that repository. So for me, I have it. So I'm going to click and mark for installation. It tells me all the other things that it needs to install, which is a fair little bit. Be mindful if it says that it's going to remove something, that it might break some stuff. This is going to do some stuff with Apache um, because it's it's hosting. It looks like it's using JavaScript stuff based on the uh, components that it's installing. It, it's probably creating like a web interface so that you can actually use this from anywhere, So, which is cool. Be sure that you want to be able to do that. And then hit Mark. And then hit Apply. And that's going to install not just ZoneMinder, but all of those additional things that you saw that it needs there, mm-hmm. which could be a problem when you're making from source, right? Especially if, they're, if their installation doesn't quite work very well. Um, so I would try it in, in Synaptic, and then you get everything that it needs, and it's most likely going to install just perfectly. So, uh, And it's very, very minorly behind as far as versioning goes, but it doesn't look like the new version is anything exceptionally awesome compared to. Hope that helps. Great. Oh, here's another question um, from Hello Hilo Hello. Um, says I tried to follow your instructions here, and it leads us to episode two thirty. All right. At about thirty six minutes, it's an instructional uh, on setting up VirtualBox on a headless system administered through PHP VirtualBox. I followed along exactly, but my VBox web service fails to start. I have since removed, purged, and reinstalled VirtualBox to attempt to resolve the issue. Oh, right. Okay. Um, let's take a look. So that is the episode where we're talking about creating a, a headless virtual box. Just great. There we go. Okay. So in this episode, we walked you through the entire process. One of the first things I believe that I had shown you was how to create your configuration file for, for uh, VBox web service. So what, what you need to do is make absolutely certain that you've gotten through that particular step, get your configuration file working so that you can initialize that service. Otherwise, you won't be able to run the headless VirtualBox system as, as, we, um, as we show in that episode. Watch it through one, one more time. You can go to the website at category5.tv, go to episode number 230, and just find here where it says Feature Creating VirtualBox, and just hit play there. And that will actually start right at that point in the episode. So that gets you right where you need to be. And then just follow the, the steps. And just make sure that you've got that configuration file going. Because that's what's going to absolutely stop you if, mm-hmm. you if you didn't get through that step. Um, so I, I, hope that, hope that I hope that the information is there. I think that it is. I think we were pretty thorough in that episode with, with that um, software. You're so just, just distracted by Rachel's pink hair. I could have been, but I, I think that the info's there, and, and so I'd ask you to just give it a quick watch and check on that one particular thing. Maybe sometimes it's just knowing where to look. Okay, well, what steps did I miss, or what, what little thing have I overlooked? And that, that would definitely right. be it, would be that configuration file, and then starting the uh, VBox web service. So please give it a try, and let me know if, if it's still problematic, and if that's the case. Uh, perhaps what we would do is set up a, uh, a team viewer uh, session so that I can connect into your computer and, and get it running for you. Uh, or we could use SSH, something like that. Um, and we would demonstrate that on the air so that we can show um, how that's done. So, all right. Thank you for the question. Good. This one's not so much a question. Um, it is from Rob Pacelli. Pacelli. Uh, he says, just watch one of your episodes that you spoke about solid state drives. From mm-hmm. the, uh, found this from one of our suppliers. If you have a spare $105,000, this could be yours. What? <laughs> and then he has a uh, compare, and then he has this Fusion IO oh, nice. drive um, and all the specs. Oh, I've got to find this. <laughs> Let me pull this up. Solid state drive. Yeah, we we're talking about the priciness of some solid state drives. Let's see here. I just want to see if there's a way for me to load this email without revealing your uh, email address there, Rob. Which it doesn't want to let me. Gotta be. There we Uh, go. Tricky, tricky. I am tricky. Just kind of pull it off the screen. There we go. (laughs) Look at this. So this is from your actual supplier. 
5.12 terabytes. So there's the uh, the question and answer. We'd say, well, what's the biggest you can get? Well, if you have the money, you can get up to, <laughs> well, there you go, $104,000. But uh, on a plus side, it only takes three to six business days. Oh, so super speedy. Oh, yeah. It'll get there mm-hmm. fast. Get there but fast. if you wait about a year or two, that'll be $70 at Future Shop. A yeah, year, maybe two. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine that's fantastic thanks for sending that rob that's hilarious wow could you imagine if you had that crash on you oh imagine how oh, sad boy. you'd be that's like you oh just- <laughs> i just spent like my entire life savings it's like a small house if you won the lottery or something would you buy a five terabyte ssd for a hundred thousand dollars yeah or would so you buy a boat other things i mean exactly wh- what would you do in that case it's can you like, fish hmm, off of a solid state drive you know i'd really yeah i'd really love to have that <laughs> but you know maybe just maybe a really decent you know car with a really decent car for a hundred thousand like dollars you could get a really <laughs> decent car i think <laughs> yeah well with the trailer and the boat attached you know Wow. Excellent. Fantastic. <laughs> what would you do with $100,000, folks? Oof. Oh, here is one. Let's see who it's from. It's from Alan. He says, hi, Rob. I want to thank you for your very detailed demonstration on the Wirecast software and the various components that you use to produce your webcast. I've experimented with webcasting in the p- this past year at the school where I manage the website and AV services. I am now ready to step up from simple PC encoding using Microsoft Encoder Pro to something more sophisticated. Mm. I have very looked cool. at Wirecast and your demonstration has convinced me that it would suit us very well. Good. Do you have a definitive list of what configuration a PC needs to have to run Wirecast Pro properly? I have a Sony EXS, or sorry, EX3, that I input through a Blackmagic Studio encoder card. I don't know how much CPU load this rig creates, but the PC I have been using could barely manage it. Thanks again for all the great information and your well-produced videos. Cheers, Alan. Cool. Thanks, Alan. Um, First of all, the the CPU usage is not going to be it's not going to be really dependent on what camera you're using, right? So, uh, because if 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 the EX3 is an HD camera, then you're looking at you know if it's sourcing 1080p to the Blackmagic card, that's where it's it's where the encoding is taking place. That's where the CPU usage is happening, because the Blackmagic cards are are reasonably low uh, CPU usage for what they are. I mean, it's uncompressed video. It brings it into Wirecast, and and then all of the um, encoding is happening there so you do need to have a really you know a a powerful system because you're going to be switching hd video right so uh we're we're uh actually broadcasting in 720p we use a 1080p camera now you watch the wirecast demo so you know exactly why we do that because when i zoom in and out like this we're still only using one camera but we can do that Mm -hmm. because of lossless digital zoom which i described and i described that method uh in that video but the thing is, is yeah, you do need a powerful system. Do I have a list? We are actually, it's funny that you would ask that because we're just working on that right now. I had a conversation today um, where we're working on putting together links for you um, so that you can actually see the hardware and, and get access to um, local you know, places where you can purchase it and have it shipped to you or whatever uh, if you want to build something similar. It needs to be a powerful system. I mean, an i7 will do a lot, um, but there are other considerations too. So... Um, let's let's talk a little bit further. Uh, would love to know more about what you, what your existing system is, so that I can find out, you know, figure out if that's going to uh, if that's going to be sufficient for you. Um, or and I'll, I'll certainly be happy to show you what we have as well. So happy to do that. Yeah, Jot, thanks, man. Uh, I've got a question coming in from Pyrus Rocky saying that uh, he's unable to access my.pogoplug.com. That's the login service for. Mm. Pogo plug. And I'll just let you know, Pyrus Rock, that when I bring that up, here we are doing it live, and it comes up no problem. So it looks like that may be something on, on your end, um, quite possibly. Anybody else in the chat room want to give that a try? My.pogoplug.com. Hate to do that to them, but we'll, we'll test the cloud tonight and their infrastructure, mm-hmm. see how well it works. If it stays up now, then we know it's Pyrus Rock. Oh, Dennis Kelly doesn't have a problem. Says, "Yeah, there you go, Pyrus Rack. So it looks like there's something up on your end, 
Um, in a case like that, if it's, you know, it could be where you're located geographically in the world, there might be some kind of issue. I, I mean, it's happened before where, you know, a, a, a switch or something um, across the coast has lost access or something for some reason temporarily. Uh, but uh, it could also be just your, your modem or router might need a, a quick kick. Just restart them. Do, do a hard every power. time. Yeah, usually <laughs> usually does it for you. So uh, check your cache too. Just try it from another browser or clear your cache. Give it a go. Everybody in the chat room says it's working for me, and it's still working for them, even though everybody just hit it all at once. So just flooded it, it and it's still good. It yeah. works. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we have a time for uh, another one here before. Oh, sure. Yeah. Okay. Um, that's oh, a comment. Are you ready? Love Ready? comments. Okay. This is a comment from Mihail. Hey, Mihail. Uh, it says, hello, my name is Mihail. I am from Sofia, Bulgaria, and I want first to thank you for the help last time. My first question is, what prevents Linux to become more popular than Windows? Mm. My second question is, why is your show on Tuesday? Uh-oh. Asking because it's midnight in Bulgaria, 3 p.m., and I get to work. I get up early for work and cannot watch it. Can you move on to... Can you move it to Friday or Saturday so I can watch the show live? Hmm. I wonder if they mean it's like it's in the middle of the night, three a.m. Yeah, like make, that like sounds like it would in make the morning their time. Yeah. Um, well, why is it on a Tuesday night? I mean, this is the way it's been ever since the beginning, my friend. And 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 the question, you know, could you could you just move it to Friday or Saturday? That's what the on-demand does. Is it offers it so that you mm-hmm. can catch it at your convenience? It's so much more fun to watch live. I know it is. Um, but for the sake of consistency, it's really important that we have a, a set day and time uh, every single week. And of course, we're all volunteers here, so um, so we do this on, on a schedule, and, and the consistency helps us as well as helps our viewers to know when it is that uh, that we're going to be live. So I think we've got a pretty good routine. Mm-hmm. So you know, we've been doing this for 265 weeks, my friend. So uh, it seems to be working out pretty good. Plus, think of all the co-hosts that couldn't make it on Friday or Saturday. Oh, Friday, they're you know, all, we're partying all out partying. Oh, and- having a blast. <laughs> like, I'm not coming to dock on the air. I'm partying. Not really. No, it would just be Robbie. Yeah, just be Boring. Me. Boring. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's right, Dennis Kelly. Yeah. Um, the first part, why... Wh- why is Linux not more popular than Windows? Well, it is here. Let, how about a, we say that? A bias. It depends on who you're talking remark. to. No, I, I know exactly <laughs> what you're saying, but it, I mean, it, it, if we can create this atmosphere of Linux centricness, which we just made that word and it is now <laughs> official, um, it, it's really. I mean, I, it it does probably boil down to being at the right place at the right time. I mean, Microsoft launched Windows when there was really no other option other than Mac. Uh, unless, and here's where the stereotype for Linux came in, unless you were a hacker. I mean, Mm because if you wanted to use Unix, fantastic, go right ahead, but you've got to be really good. Um, So Windows was really the the consumer operating system. So really it's just being at the right place at the right time. They came out before Linux was consumer ready. Now Linux is, and you're looking at it's a lot of catch up Mm -hmm. to, to try to get to the point where consumers no longer think of it as a hacker desktop. Because back then, when Windows was the, the way to go for the PC, it, uh, that's what it was. You know, Linux and Unix. and I think that's probably a big part of it. And then, of course, there's the advertising. and you I was going to say how many people don't yeah. actually even know about Linux. They don't even know it's yeah. really an option. Well, and that's, you know, so promote our show because we'll share it with them and, and show them the, the features of Linux and how it works and how it can save them money. Uh, and frustration. But I, I think also just the mm-hmm. fact, I mean, Windows 8 is coming out, right? And Microsoft is pumping billions of dollars, like billions of dollars. Think about mm-hmm. how many $100,000 hard drives you could buy with that, <laughs> Right. They're sinking that just into the advertising. That's just the marketing campaign, just right. to get it into people's heads that this is all that there is. Unless you want to go Mac, it's Mac versus Windows, right? It's not. Linux is the other option. But mm-hmm. Linux doesn't have the billions of dollars to promote it, to promote itself. That's just not the way that it works because it's a different model altogether. It's a different mindset. So it takes us, the community of Linux, the, the users of Linux, and I know that she's nodding, but we're, we'll convert her. 
Never, never. <laughs> but you know, I'll be here and smile, it really, anyways. <laughs> it takes us. You know, it t- it takes us to to promote it. And I don't mean us as in category five. I mean us as in you and me. Uh, if you've discovered Linux and you and you know what it's all about, and as far as uh, the freedom that it gives you with your computer, you know, because your computer is your computer now, um, then it's up to you to to share it with friends, family, and promote it locally. Share, you know, if you find something like Category Five and you think, hey, this is a great resource, then tell people about it, and that that helps as well, because awareness and knowledge is what uh, is what helps people to be able to use it. And uh, and once they're using it and they have help like the show and like yourself, then all of a sudden more people know about it. So, and I've seen it grow a lot over my years of using it. I mean, these days we we you know we have lots and lots of people that I just bump into that use Linux. And when I was using Linux, you know, years ago, nobody else used it. It was so foreign to everybody. So you're saying you're starting? You started the Linux trend? I started trend? the whole thing. Yeah, <laughs> I did. Hmm. At least in my family circle. There you go. Yeah. They're still on Windows XP. I'm working on them. Slowly, <laughs> once once Windows 8 comes surely. out, this is why Windows 8 is so great. Because everyone will want something different. So, there's my opportunity. Yeah, get them while they're down. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I hate this! Stupid Windows 8! There's Robbie with his new cards. And just, yeah, just, yeah, here's my business card. Fancy schmancy. Can't even get a paper cut off of these bad boys. It's true. Can't even. I hear that they're even dishwasher safe. Should we test this? Dishwasher safe? I thought they were laundry Laundry safe. safe. I was going to say, who put it through the dishwasher? (laughs) Just stuck to my plate. I'll just put it in there. Yeah, you know, whatever. Here's a tip for you, gravy guy. Watch the show. Gravy guy. (laughs) Bus boy. (laughs) Sorry, I just offended somebody. That's an insulting show. (laughs) No, that's the trick. Is you stick your your you know couple bucks in the in the gravy, so that the oh guy, when you give it to people, so the guy like, who's washing the dishes gets a tip because oh. they never get anything, right? So it's not fair. So I was actually thinking of you, and hmm. now Krista knows to do that. So gravy guy, thinking of you. Yeah, keep yeah. an eye out. Yeah, <laughs> always watching out for for you. All right. Wow. I know. So on to bigger and better and cooler things. <laughs> How about the news? Okay. Oh, so that with the sigh at the end was really I needed a I needed a breath. And plus I lost the top of the news story, oh, wow. so I needed a second to, to stall you all mm. so I could get it back. <laughs> oh, here are the top stories from the category five TV newsroom. A literal mashup between smartphone and tablet, Asus has announced the PadPhone 2, a 4.7-inch smartphone that docks into a 10.1-inch tablet. Hmm. Both devices are powered by the phone. The Asus PadPhone 2 is a follow-up to their initial PadPhone, with the company clearly feeling that they can find a market with the unique device. This time, the phone is not placed in the tablet's docking bay, but is designed to slide into a slot in the back. Running on Android ice cream sandwich, <laughs> Azus has promised there will be an update to Jelly Bean in the near future. <laughs> Names people. Oh. Leopard. <laughs> Tiger. Well, ice oh. cream sandwich. Yeah. Jelly Bean. It's delicious. Hmm. The PadPhone 2 has GPS with precise mapping, NFC for contact- contactless payments, and comes with LTE, which means it will work with 4G. Cool stuff, eh? You look at the picture and, and you think that's two products. And in fact, that is one product. The phone actually goes into the tablet and makes it hmm. so that it's up on the big screen. So it's like... Taking it to the next level. A Power Ranger device. Remember Power Rangers? They'd all like... Like Transformers. Power Rangers. Yeah. And then they'd dun, all go dun. together and make like a big super... Oh, yeah. Nice. I totally watched Power Rangers as a kid. Amazing. We just learned so much about Krista. I think it's cool. There's been some pictures circulating on the internet, and uh, Asus said today on, uh, on uh, I guess on YouTube, they said, that's not the device. Everybody's posting these pictures on the news stories and stuff, so you, that is the real picture. Asus said that uh, people are posting the wrong picture. They're posting pictures of a prototype of the version 1 product. So mm-hmm. Get it right. Interesting, yeah. Oh, Austrian. Felix Baumgartner. Is that right? Baumgartner? 
Anyways, has become the first skydiver to go faster than the speed of sound, reaching a maximum velocity of 833.9 miles per hour. Wowza. Which is 1,342 kilometers per hour. Oh, and jumping out of a balloon. Sorry, what? Can you say that again? (laughs) Kilometers or miles? Kilometers. Something that makes sense. 1,342 kilometers per hour. I can drive that fast. Easy. Free falling. That's insane. I mean, I guess if you're you're skydiving from a thing that looks like a spaceship and you can Mm -hmm. see the stratosphere, then you know you're a little bit... You got a little time a, a to pull the shoot anyways, right? Like, yeah. You got a little time. <laughs> a little bit. Unless it disintegrates as you enter the atmosphere. It's also possible. Yeah. I would presume, anyways. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in jumping out of a balloon 128,100 feet, which is 24 miles or 39 kilometers. Wow. Above New Mexico, the 43-year-old also smashed the record for the highest ever free fall. I would think so. He said he almost aborted the dive because his helmet visor fogged up. (laughs) Scary. It took just under 10 minutes for him to descend. Only the last few thousand feet were negotiated by a parachute. Once down, he fell to his knees and raised his fists in triumph. Helicopter recovery teams were on hand moments moments later. I am so glad that he made it. (laughs) I think everyone else was too. He was traveling at over a thousand kilometers an hour. It's pretty fast. But, I mean, like, all that could have been just gone because his visor fogged up. Yeah. You think they would have made some little, like, <laughs> that, you know. Yeah, like little windshield Spend wipers. the extra $50 or whatever, you know. Yeah. Get an advanced visor. And <laughs> I built a spaceship to take me up to skydive, but I forgot about that. Yeah, no. Holy <laughs> doodle. That's it's wild. crazy. Yeah. Crazy. Here's something a little less crazy. Maybe. I don't know yet. Amazon has confirmed it will make... Oh, no. Not not less crazy. Amazon has confirmed it will not make a profit from sales of its latest Kindle tablet and e-reader devices. What? Chief Executive Jeff Bezos... Bezos? Told the BBC, we sell the hardware at our cost, so it is break-even on the hardware. He what made the, an interesting world it would be if more companies were doing this. Everyone would be poor. And it would be a much better world. But we would all have world. $100,000 hard drives because they'd only cost $60. Exactly. I'm just saying not to... <laughs> Are you just going to loop back to that hard drive this entire <laughs> it show? It just amazes me. <laughs> oh, he made the comments as they launched the new paper white e-reader and a book lending scheme in the UK, Germany, and France. He made it clear that the device's success would depend on how many books and other media files were subsequently bought by their owners. He told the BBC, We want to make money when people use our devices, not when people buy our devices. It is a stark contrast to the strategy of the best-selling Apple, or sorry, best-selling tablet maker Apple. Of course that's in there. The latest e-Link-powered e-reader features a built-in light that will help Kindle compete against Barnes & Noble's Nook Glow Light and Kobo's Glow, which offer a similar feature. Hmm. Hmm. That's a very interesting mindset for a business to have. Mm-hmm. I think that's smart. I was looking at the, the Paperwhite online yeah, because we're getting into the series about publishing our own books, so we are going to be covering e-books as well. Mm-hmm. So uh, we, we need to have some kind of e-reader. And I was noticing, oh, kidoodle. It's cheap for what it is. Now it makes sense. But the things that you buy on it, are they even well, I mean, a little you, bit? You are they even a, a little bit more expensive than other devices, though? Or is it all just the same across the board? No, it's pretty much the same, right? I mean, and, and they have a li- this library system where it's like a lending facility. Mm-hmm. Um, but also, you know, you buy a book and it's, you know, whether it's 99 cents or whether it's four ninety nine or seventeen ninety nine. I mean, mm-hmm. you walk into a store, you're going to pay that anyways and you read right. it once and then what do you do with the book? You buy so. your shelf and you look smart. Yes. Not with the books I read. <laughs> Everybody makes fun of me because it's like I've read the book and so it goes on my shelf and now I have a shelf full of, just of Star Trek novels. Oh, Star Trek. Yeah. They're sophisticated folks. No, they're not. <laughs> You insulted Apple. Yeah. Sorry. I insult Star Trek. Mm -hmm. Stop that. Spock is watching you. (laughs) Oh, Spock and me. We're like this. 
A wrist-worn sensor that creates 3D models of the user's hand movements in real time has been built by Microsoft. The digits, digits prototype is part of an effort to create a mobile device that would allow its user to or allow its owner to control a range of equipment using hand gestures. They said it could be used as a virtual TV control, a way to operate a smartphone while it is in the user's pocket, and to play video games. Neat. Digits uses a camera-based sensor that detects infrared IR light coupled with software that interprets the data produced to construct a model of a fully articulated hand skeleton. This is then used to interpret what the user's hand is doing. It is designed to be less cumbersome and uncomfortable than sensor gloves. The prototype has been built using existing off-the-shelf components, but there was scope to improve the equipment with customized parts. Project leader David Kim said, ultimately, we would like to reduce digits to the size of a watch that can be worn all the time. It's kind of neat. neat. Yeah, if that was the case, then it'd be like, yeah, I can see like Bluetooth version or something. You'd be able to control your phone just by moving in the air. Mm -hmm. Cool. Be cool if it was just like a little ring or something, though. Like That'd smaller. be even cooler, yeah. 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 Anyways. But let's not push it. I mean, a watch is still pretty cool. Well, what if you're already wearing a watch, and then you have two watches, and you're just not cool just one anymore. on each wrist. That's why God gave you two wrists. One for Microsoft's watch infrared thing. I want to tell and time. And one to tell time. That's you, why. you wear a watch? I don't wear a watch I anymore. don't often. I, just carry I my... used to, and then the battery died, and it's been dead for about three years, so it's 1230 yeah, all the time. Because you just pull your iPhone out every yeah. time. <laughs> There's the time, right? It's always accessible. Mm-hmm. And then you have an excuse to check Facebook. Exactly. So, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, if you want, you can get the full stories at category5.tv slash newsroom. The category5.tv newsroom is researched by Roy W. Nash with contributions by our community of viewers. If you have a news story that you think is worthy of honor, mention email us at newsroom at category5.tv from the category5.tv newsroom. I'm Krista Wells. Thank you, Krista. Tonight's show is brought to you in part by Netflix. You can get your free one-month trial at cat5.tv slash Netflix. Also, the official electrical company of Category 5 Technology TV is Cordery Electric. Please do check them out at corderyelectric.com. This is Category 5 Technology TV. I'm your host, Robbie Ferguson. I'm Krista Wells. And Krista has more prizes for you. Oh. Should we do this? Do I have to give them away? I really want to keep it. In just a few moments, we're going to be looking at uh, our, our series up. about writing. But check out oh. this. This is a laptop bag, but it is... Can we take ginormous. it out of the bag? I suppose you could. Because it will look way cooler out of the bag. Or you can go to cat5.tv slash bag, and that will kind of show you what this no. thing is all about. This is this is called the Thermaltake Esports <laughs> Battle Dragon Bag. It's basically the ultimate gaming bag. So, I mean, you stick your laptop in there, your headphones, your keyboard, your mouse, everything fits in this bag. It's amazing. But one of the other things, it's got a shoulder strap, Mm -hmm. it's got a carrying handle this way, and carrying handle this way, and it doubles, it does actually double as a backpack. There's the, uh, the straps are there to to turn it into a backpack as well. And it smells brand new. So. It definitely smells new. It is amazing. Um, so this so. is for the uh, the Battle Dragon Bag from Thermaltake Esports at thermaltakeusa.com. Are you ready? Are you ready? I'm ready. I'm ready. Okay. Dave Maydew could fit his netbook and all of his ham radio gear in there. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Number 865701. 865701. You're our winner tonight. All you have to do is email us live at category5.tv or phone us at 2545-228588. That's 2545-CAT5TV. We have lots more stuff uh, to give away on the show uh, on uh, over the next couple of weeks. So, of course, tune in every single week with your ballot if you uh, picked one of those up at our fifth anniversary show. And uh, make sure you contact us within 30 days of your draw. All right. Did we did we get through enough? I, I mean, we've we've got to look at writing mm-hmm. tonight, and and I I know if we if we missed your viewer question, then then forgive me. We'll we'll definitely queue you up for next week. Uh, do send us your questions live at category five TV. We love to receive them. Uh, in the meantime, tonight I really want to talk to you about 
being able to write without distractions. So a couple of weeks ago, um, episode number... Oh, I'm going to do that to myself, aren't I? <laughs> 263, I think it was. Yeah. On 263, um, Eric and I talked about self-publishing our book mm-hmm. with free software. And we just kind of gave a really quick run through. So if, you're, if you've ever wanted to be a writer, an author, you want to self-publish something, uh, check out episode number 263 where we give, we give you the real rundown. But now, over the course of the series, we're going to be t- uh, kind of slowing things down and giving you a step-by-step guide on ways that you can, uh, you can actually do this, which is to write your novel and then publish your novel, your, your, your very self, using all free software. Um, so tonight, I want to look at something really cool. Now... During that episode, we, we used LibreOffice. And I know during the episode, I actually accidentally called it OpenOffice, and Garby called me on it, Chatroom called me on it, and Garby said, you know, sometimes people just make that mistake because it used to be OpenOffice, and then it forked out. Uh, and that's exactly what I did. So I do use LibreOffice pretty much when I, when I work on stuff because it exports beautifully to PDF, and that's really what we need to look at. Check out our website, cat5.tv slash publish. That's where you want to go. And uh, at that URL, you're going to get all of the resources that we talk about during the series. <laughs> during the series, pardon me, you're going to be able to download the files, the uh, the applications, and all that kind of stuff. And here's what I want to do tonight: at cat5.tv/publish. Now we looked at uh, LibreOffice, so that's mm-hmm. the full kind of Office suite, right? Tonight, I want to strip away all of the extra stuff, all the distractions. I want to strip away Facebook and MSN popping up and instant messaging and Facebook chat and Twitter and all the stuff that could distract you when you're really meant to sit down and do your writing. Because tonight we're starting at square one. We're starting with, okay, well, if we're going to publish a book, we need to write it. We need to sit down for, be it 30 minutes a day, or if we set a goal of a thousand words a day, sit down and and actually get this done. Did you know that if you were to do 2,000 words a day, which is a lot. a lot. That's yeah. a lot. If you were to do 2,000 words a day in one month, you would have a 50,000-word book wow. ready to publish. That's a, that's a it's big a commitment. Lot, but it's can like you imagine? an essay a day. Absolutely. But, I mean, if it's, it, you've got the idea and you, you can flow with it. So if you could actually commit to 1,000 words a day, can you imagine that if you, if you really commit, then two months, possibly three months, you'll have a 50,000-word novel. How awesome is that? Hmm. Like when you put it into perspective like that. If you do 100 words and then your sister MSNs you and your brother chats you on Facebook and your aunt posts a picture of her dog. So you're blaming family now. Oh, it's always family. Always family's fault. Low blow. No, I mean, Rebecca from Simcoe North talked about it at at Impact Berry. Mm -hmm. Or Ignite Berry, I should say. Pardon me. Um, At Ignite Berry, she said, it's procrastination mm-hmm. it's facebook distracting us and we never get anything done because that is it's just it's there and it distracts you it's like i was saying you right. look at your time on your iphone and guess what oh check my messages well and oh look i got two more email and look all those cool games and, i got there I'll oh just look play yeah, angry birds <laughs> oh wait a second i'm supposed to be driving right yeah so tonight we're getting rid of all those distractions we are going to focus with Focus Writer. It's a free piece of mm-hmm. software that's available for you. Windows, Mac, Linux. Okay, so we're really working to make this... All so platforms. It'll work Got on it. all platforms because this series is not about Linux. This series is about making sure that you... Hopefully you're a Linux user because that would be awesome and I would love you probably about 50% more. But if you are a Windows or Mac user, we're not leaving you out. I will love okay? you. Mac. She'll love Mac. the Mac users. Windows users, I'm sorry, you need to stop what you're doing. <laughs> Assess your life. Take a look at yourself. And really... What look, are you doing? If you, if you wonder about your future with regards to Windows, look at Windows 8. The screenshots are messy. And you don't want to go there. So let's just focus on Focus Writer right now. <laughs> okay. On our website, cat5.tv slash publish. There's the URL for you. Bring it up and you'll see that there is distraction-free writing environment called Focus Writer. So we're going to click on that, and this is it. I mean, all it is, really, is it's like taking your software that you normally use to do your word publishing, which will be LibreOffice or uh, possibly like Microsoft Word if you're on Windows or something along those lines. 
here we're going to strip away all of the menu bars, strip away all the MSN pop-ups and anything that could distract you, put something up on the screen that's going to be, okay, I'm sitting down, I'm going to write now. Because that's really what you want to be able to do. Okay? So let's take a quick look at this software here. If you're on Windows or Mac, really, really simple to install. Choose Windows and then download. Get it. Okay? Choose Mac OS X. Got, uh, get it, okay? In Linux, on the other hand, you could get the source code and build it from source, or what I prefer to do is choose a pre-built package, and you can do that for pretty much any distro. For Ubuntu or Ubuntu-based um, distributions, in my case, I'm using Zorin OS. I'm going to use the Ubuntu PPA. It's a personal package archive. I'm going to click on that. Okay, so this is how we're going to get it. And all you need to do is just copy this bolded line here, ppa colon got code slash gc ppa. Copy that to your clipboard. Now we're going to go system administration synaptic package manager. This is a program that we're going to use to install uh, the software. Okay, up here we're going to go settings, repositories, other software, and then add and just paste that line in that we've copied to our clipboard. That's going to automatically convert the PPA to apt sources. So you'll see that. There they are right there. Launchpad.net slash got code slash GCPPA Ubuntu Natty. And it's automatically detected the version. Close. And then reload your apt sources list. That's going to get all the latest. That's going to get the details about what packages are now available to you. So that is a really, really easy way for Linux users to install this. Okay, so once your packages list is, is all refreshed, there it goes. Now I'm going to type in Focus Writer. It should find it for me. There it is. Okay. So Focus Writer, mark for installation, and then apply. So that's going to go out on the internet as Synaptic Package Manager does, get the installer, automatically set it up for my computer and get it up and running, get it working for us. So very, very cool how Synaptic Package Manager is able to do that. And again, this is just for the, us Linux users. Uh, for those of you who are on Windows or Mac, as I said, you can just grab those uh, installers from mm -hmm. here. Okay, so just select Windows or Mac and then get it. Okay. You Al here says, is it MS Word compatible? I would imagine so. Here's the neat thing is that it's, it's actually going to be able to save to ODT format. So that is your LibreOffice document format. If you need it, you know, if, it, if there's really no reason that you would need it to be Word compatible, especially in the context of this series, because we're looking at specifically using free software. And so what we want to be able to do is we want to be able to save to a format, ODT, which is going to be now opened in LibreOffice. And then in LibreOffice, we can save it as PDF. Or it's possible that the software may save to PDF, too. Oh. I'm, I'm okay. unsure. We can double-check on that as we, we're just installing it now. But my focus is more on, not more on, more on <laughs> making it compatible with free software. So that's our LibreOffice and things like that. So it's installed anyways here. Okay. Applications, uh, Office, Focus Writer is now there. Okay, so let's click on it and see what happens. Oh, that's interesting. It's now, so blank. It is so blank. Mm -hmm. Of course, you at home, you see this the, the frilly stuff floating around that Krista designed for us, the Category 5 frilly. space thing. But I think you mean the, awesome. that gray area, that is now our writing surface. So, you know, if I were to mm -hmm. write my book, how would I start my book? Once upon a time, oh, it's there a failure was a instantly. Name, yeah, well, named Krista. Sure, it's failure. Oh. It's a failure instantly. It's a classic now. <laughs> the fonts really stand out against the gray. The gray is not harsh like a white. It's not blinding me. It's it's nice and soft, and it's so clean. There's nothing obstructing my view. That's the zoomed out view. There it is. Now, if I point to the top, now I do get my file menus. So let's see what I can mm -hmm. save as. Now, I'm going to save it as an open document text. It also saves to rich text, plain text, and all files, which is nothing. So 
I'm going to save it to open open office format. And then from open office, I would then export it as PDF. So here, now without distraction, I can sit here and write my whole book, right? And it's nice on the screen. It actually looks really, really clean. The font that it's chosen is nice. And I don't have to think about fonts and things like that. I'm not having to think about formatting so much as just getting my book written. Mm-hmm. Just focusing on the writing aspect. Now, that said, if I'd like to, I can do things like italics, right? I can do things like bold, underline. And those are all based on the same commands that you're used to. Control-I for italic, control-B for bold, control-U for underline, and so on. Another neat thing here that we can do... I can click on settings and go focused text and watch what happens if I go one line. So now as I'm typing, let me zoom in here. Notice the text above, which is spell checked by the way, and it says, hey, this is terrible typing. Now, okay, so there's my first line of text. Hit enter, and it kind of dims out. It ri- of test. <laughs> I was about to speak at the <laughs> same time. So it really helps you to just focus yourself on the writing. Mm-hmm. So taking it one step further, now the next step is we can tap into some tools down here, for example, word count. We can see exactly how many words we have right on our screen. Over here, okay, well it shows the percentage of our daily goal, which is set in our settings. So if you want to set daily goals for yourself to really challenge yourself, like I said, if you want to set it to a thousand a thousand uh words, there you go. Good way to do it. And that will tell you how close to your daily goal you are. If you want to use time, you can set it that way. Or if you don't care about goals and you want to just write at your own leisure, do that. But I think it's a good thing to challenge yourself. Okay, so then down here you've got a clock. So you can kind of keep track of how things are going. And you can click on this little disk here and choose uh, to set up a timer. So now we can go new timer. And we can set it to either a delay, like 30 minutes, or we can set it to a time, like, uh, you know, 7.58, for example. What time is it now? 57. So now my alarm can be, okay, don't forget to get the kids, right? Whatever it is. And then I can close that, and I can just go back to writing. I don't have to, I don't have to worry about what's going to happen if I bring up my other applications. It's all done within here, so it helps me to keep my focus. Now, at any moment now, now you see I'm 9% of my daily goal. Once that clock rolls over to 7.58, it's going to give me that, uh, that notification. So I can just keep writing. It's a lousy book, I know. <laughs> I give like it. A it. Try. Give this software a try. Um, it, is, uh, it is free, and uh, it's available at cat5.tv. There's my alert. Okay, so it's come up there, and I can click on it to find out more. Click on that green arrow. How many words and paragraphs you've done in the meantime, and so on and so forth. Really cool way for you to be able to encourage yourself to get yeah. this book written. And as I say, 2,000 words a day, one month later, you've got a, a novel. If you want to do 1,000 words a day, two months. If you want to do 500, you know, and so on, mm-hmm. right? So give it a try. Get yourself started with your writing process. And uh, in order to exit this now, of course, I'm just going to point up to the top and go File, Save As, and I can save my file as an ODT file, which I can then open in the LibreOffice software, which is also free, and then I can go Quit. And there we go. So that's our free software called Focus Writer. Uh, we walked you through installing and using the actual software. Make sure you save your work as you go, and that's going to get you just to the point where you're just writing, 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 set your goals, and, uh, and I'm sure that within the course of the series you're going to have your novel ready to go and we're going to be able to print that for you. Um, You all actually asked earlier and it kind of fits in with the the save thing but does it auto-save or you just have to make sure you save? Um, I I always save myself. Does it auto-save? Let's just check the settings real quick because off the top of my head I don't know. Oh, there's one. Automatically save changes. Mm -hmm. Let's see here. Sorry, I got to... There it is. Okay, so it's in the settings. So it can absolutely auto Which is a really handy feature for people like me that always, always forget to save yes. until the program crashes. <laughs> yeah, you don't want...
that to happen, folks. So, always save your work. All right, well, that's all the time that we have for tonight. Don't forget, cat5.tv slash publish is where you want to go to find out how you can publish your own novel. next week more fun abigail smith is going to be starting with us next week our, one of our new co-hosts so uh, make sure you tune in and uh, say hello to her in the chat room say hi in the meantime have a fantastic week mm-hmm. nice having you here thanks for joining us tonight Get your questions in love your questions postcards too all desserts <laughs> Thanks for being here, Christy. <laughs> Thanks. Nice Thanks for putting up with me. Yeah. I, I put up with her for an hour. <laughs> that's it. That's all that's I can it. do. That's all I can give you. <laughs> so kidding. See you, folks. Have a great week. Next Tuesday. Solutions and is licensed under Creative Commons Attribution 2.5 Canada. We'll see you next time. Thanks for tuning in.